again, everybody. This is John Norris of Trading Perspectives. Along with me, as always, Sam Clements. Sam, say hello. Hey, John. You doing okay? I'm doing good. You got big plans for the weekend now that college football is finally over? Uh, not sure yet, <laughs> but we'll see. Well, I hope you have good plans. Hope and I hope, I, I hope uh, I hope you have some good predictions for this year. I do. Uh, because, you know, although we did talk about some of the predictions last week, you know, what we're thinking about volatility in the markets and what have you, it seems as though here at the beginning of, of this year, as in every year, people want to kind of know what the crystal ball says, what the tea leaves, the entrails, if you will. What is in the forecast for 2019? Not necessarily just with the markets, but a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh I like having opinions, and I think you like having opinions Definitely. as well. So, because I don't get to have them at the house. So, first <laughs> off, I'm going to ask Sam a couple of uh, questions. Ask for some some of his predictions. Some of them might seem a little unusual for an economics podcast. But Sam, what is your prediction for the American economy, the U.S. economy in 2019? Hmm. Say in terms of, let's say GDP. Yeah. Two, two and a quarter percent. Okay, that's, that's that's pretty much in line with what I'm thinking. We probably will see a little bit of a slowdown from last year's. I'm not going to call it torrid pace, but 2018 was, as we'll find out, and at the end of this month, was likely the best year for gross domestic product in the United States since 2005. So a little bit of a slowdown. Certainly not. That's kind of an easy prediction, I think. Yeah, I don't think. I mean. No one would be surprised by, I think, 2%. Yeah. And so we talked a little bit about the markets and volatility last week. We, I think we're both our predictions are both the same on that, that we'll likely have a little bit more volatility here at the beginning of the year before kind of, you know, finally slowing down with the volatility and getting a, you know, some momentum trade going upward this time in the back half, of, uh, back half of the calendar. Yeah, I'm sure people's predictions have changed a little with how solid this first month has been. I'm just scared that this, this January is going to be a lot like last January. It was up, 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 and up. And then all of a sudden, February, March, it was down, 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 and down. Well, I hope you're wrong. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong, too. But I'm, th- I'm thinking we might see a little bit, and here's my prediction. I think we might see a little bit of turmoil, a little bit of volatility due to Brexit. So my prediction for Brexit is it's not going to be anywhere near the worst-case scenario that everyone th- seems to think it's going to be. It's going to be almost analogous to, like, Y2K. And I think, were you born yet in Y2K? I was. Okay. <laughs> just I, was, I, was, I was four years old. <laughs> Just amazing, Timmy. In, in, in any event, what is your prediction in terms of Brexit? You know, didn't we talk last time we talked about this? I thought it was going to have a little bigger impact yeah. than you did. Not that either of us is right yet. We don't know, but I, I remember thinking that you know I could see it having a sizable impact, especially if there is a no deal, which you know still remains to be seen. But we'll see. Well, you know, this is where we do trade perspectives. I just I, I'm having a hard time believing that. Anyone on the continent and anyone on the British Isles really wants to uh, take their economies down into the ditch just over some bureaucratic morass. You'd hope not. I would hope not. All right, but that's our prediction. We do disagree with that. Okay, now we're going to shift gears a little bit. I'm going to ask for a prediction for who is going to be next year's college football champion. After watching the game this past Monday night, Sam, your thoughts, one, on the game, and then two, your prediction for next year. Well, I thought it was a little refreshing seeing Alabama get the brakes beat off of them. Why are you you smiling like that? 
you know why I'm smiling like that. <laughs> goes along with my prediction for who's going to win the national championship this year. Okay, who's going to win next year? After the Auburn Tigers rolling over the Boilermakers, I'm oh, predicting so. a good year for them. Uh, yeah, good year as a national championship for the, for the Auburn Tigers. So Auburn Tigers going to win the college football championship next year. If you're going to be a homer like that, I predict the Wake Forest Stephen Deacons will win the college football championship. Well, I think one of those two is a little more plausible than the other. Well, and, and, I, and I, I, you really shouldn't talk so poor about your about your alma mater right there. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> certainly. All right. And so that's college football. Now we're also going to have another prediction. What is your prediction for science next year? The biggest science, scientific discovery or the most interesting science story of next year? Biggest science discovery. Is it Elon Musk? Is it, what, what is it? Say, it's a little broad, but I'm going to say we cure a major disease this year. Such as? Such as maybe some form of cancer. Say, I like it. We'll see. Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's kind of a vague. I don't have like enough. It, it, I don't have enough knowledge to. That's why it's a prediction. I don't have enough knowledge to say which one it's going to be. If I did, it'd be a little less of a prediction than it would also, be forecasting. It, also, if you also if you did, you wouldn't be sitting here talking <laughs> to me right now because you'd be making money. Uh, you know, figuring that one out, right? <laughs> Uh, my prediction is that the James Webb Telescope will finally get off into outer space, parking on the uh, dark side of the moon, on the far side of the moon, about 1.5 million miles away from the Earth. And then by the end of the year, we'll be getting some absolutely outstanding pictures of deep space, much better than what the Hubble Telescope has been able to provide for us, which is better than anything that we can get on the planet. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I know we were talking about it last week, just seven times stronger than the Hubble. Can you imagine that? Not really. I can't even imagine what the Hubble does. So. <laughs> seven, seven times stronger than the Hubble telescope. Yeah. So much so that it's an infrared telescope. Right. It's and the beginning of galaxies. And that's that's what the prediction is. They will be able to look four billion years, really into the past. four billion years into the past for all intents and purposes because uh, that's how far away um, the telescope will be able to see, four billion light years. And we haven't been able to see that far in the past because as – as light expands, it becomes dimmer and dimmer, as that makes sense, until where all of a sudden you get to infrared light. Yeah, I think I told you deep space is something where I'm really interested in it, but I'd say it's the area where my interest and my level of knowledge differ the most. Uh, likewise. I think it's fascinating. I really don't know that much outside of what I've seen on Star Trek and what I read in Smithsonian <laughs> Magazine. Uh, Two different you, sources. For anyone that's still awake uh, after our, after our, these predictions, I want you to give us your prediction for the Federal Reserve next year monetary policy. I don't think we have any rate hikes this year. Say, and what are you what are you basing that off of? Well, right now the probabilities kind of agree with me, so I don't think it's really stepping out on a limb too much. <laughs> However, just based on event- how their comments have been since um, Jerome Powell's last meeting, how. Mm-hmm much he got ripped apart from that seems like, and, then, and deservedly and, so right and then his comments after kind of seems like he was listening to someone or someone was in his ear that he trusted and but his his tone had changed a little bit well really more than a little bit um as the markets reacted um but it seems like they're kind of listening to the stock market a little more and the market doesn't even though it's not i mean 2.75 isn't that wild but Market well, doesn't seem ready for it. I think you and I talked. You know, when he came out, I think it was December nineteenth. Uh, the Fed, ra- you know, raised rates again. Uh, they said some stuff in the statement that suggested it was sort of a dovish rate hike, 
And then everyone was on pins and needles to see what Jay Powell, Chairman Powell, was going to say after the statement had been released. And I would say that he didn't necessarily say anything outrageous. It was how he said it. Right. It's not 100%. what you say. You know, not what you say, it's how you say it. And listen, Jerome Powell's a brilliant individual. Absolutely very smart. I would say so smart that he actually probably reviewed how he said things and listened to folks and say, listen, you got to sell this a little bit better. Nothing, nothing that you said was inaccurate or off base. You just got to sell it a little bit better. And his most recent comments when he was with Yell, uh, Yellen and Bernanke, Bernanke, same basic stuff, just with maybe a little, little bit greater yeah, tone. Right. You know? I remember watching it. Didn't seem as If you read it on paper, you probably wouldn't have thought it was really any different yeah. than what he had previously said. But the markets took it completely different way. I, I, my, my prediction for monetary policy, it's very hard to fight against the tapes. The tapes are currently betting the money. The money's all in, and the money says the Fed's not going to raise an overnight lending target this calendar year. But it did move from 0% to around 20%. Yeah, but even so, so that's it's, a, still, it's still very a, unlikely. But A relatively low probability that the Fed will raise rates this year. We have, an, uh, we have an FOMC meeting at the end of this month, the 29th and the 30th, and people are going to be sitting around on pins and needles waiting to see what the statement says and see whether or not the uh, chairman comes out with any commentary afterwards, mm-hmm. which may move the market and give a greater idea of whether what the Fed's going to do for the remainder of the year. I would tell you, while I have easy money, as you've alluded to, is that the Fed won't do anything this year, I still will tell you that I think Jay Powell, again, if you put a couple shots of fireball at him, I still think that he would like, and the other voting members of the FMC would like to get the overnight lending target to 3% and the balance sheet down to $3 trillion. Oh, I'm with you. So I think they might pause due to just the overall tension in the markets, all these bricks in the wall of worry. That's not what their primary job is, but they can't be foolhardy. Speaking of the bricks <laughs> in this wall of worry, I have a question for you. Okay. How long do you think the shutdown's going to last? We're, we're right at 21 days, tied uh, for the longest We know the president said he's ready to state go for of emergency. Yeah, he said or he said, well, he says he's more likely now for state of emergency. <laughs> That's some House of Cards stuff. I don't know if you ever watch House of Cards. No, I never really have watched House yeah, of Cards. Yeah, he declared a state of emergency in the show to delay a presidential vote. How about that? How about that? I, I really don't have a good feeling on this one. I mean, a good feel or feeling about this one at all. Um, I would say the impasse that we're having here with the shutdown really has less to do with the wall than the administration would like. Just really kind of a b- battle of political wars. Yeah, it's right. who's going to win, who's yeah. stronger. Who, who, who's going who's to uh, blank first? Uh, but my, my first thought on it is this stalemate, who, who does it help, if anyone? And I'd say it helps Trump, in a sense. I think uh, it kind of strengthens his base a little bit. Um, I'm not, maybe. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Um I don't. I don't really understand all of what's going on in Washington in the last couple of years. I'm, you know, I've been 50 years of age, been around for a while, and I've never really seen this. Yeah. I mean, this type of just overall intransigence and dare I say petulance amongst uh, our elected leaders to uh, do the right thing. So I apologize if that offends anyone. It's just been very unusual to see. Just, I mean, these war of words no and budge. personalities and no budge, no compromise. Uh, some people would say that that's necessary. Other people just kind of question mark. I'm more of the question mark camp. I can't believe it's going on this long. I think the president is probably he's years. That's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> so you take the under on a one year. I, I, I take a, I very much take a take the under on. on a what one about year. two more weeks? Over two more under. weeks. I might take the over on that. Uh, depends on how much I've got to bet. How about you? 
think I'd take the over. You take that. How about on a one year over under? Under. Yeah. I, that's that's just too much to even imagine happening. I think as prob- of right now. I think probably by the end of February. I mean, if yeah. I if I were to draw a line right there, I, I'd probably start the uh, the line at four weeks. Well, how much do you think it impacts the economy? I know some people, some of his advisors, and Jerome Powell stated a little bit, and you know we've <laughs> talked about a little these what ifs if this really went on for a while, but how do you see it impacting the economy? Oh, uh, more more tangentially on the margins than anything sort of detrimental. I mean, just like oh my gosh, sort of like an arrow to the heart or anything like that. You know, little things like TSA lines. You know, right. all of a sudden TSA people are, are taking furloughs and what have you, or calling in sick because they're not getting paid effectively or something like that. A couple of turn, couple lines going down there. You know, all of a sudden next thing you know, TSA lines are a lot longer. Uh, that travel slows down a little bit. Or an FDA. Yeah, FDA approvals. There, there's enough stuff out there that will slow things down. That it'll operate, you know, kind of on the on the margin, will right. have detrimental impact, but it's not sort of like this death knell or, or something like sure. that. So I don't think it's necessarily a, a horrible thing, uh, but it certainly doesn't help, right. you know, not having a functioning, you know, government in, in that regard. Uh, so I, I'm not, like I said, I don't have a strong feel or feeling about this. But Congress ke- keeps getting paid. The con- so. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That Isn't is that, that is weird <laughs> how it works. It's uh, kind so, of funny, though. So I think I think we probably have a few more weeks on it. I mean, until both sides can, again, save face. Yeah. I mean, Pelosi and Schumer can't back down right now. Well, and it's hard to see Trump saving face without getting his wall at this point. <laughs> well, yeah, he's really painted himself in yeah. the corner on this one. So we'll, we'll just have to see. I, I don't know. So I don't really have a strong prediction on that one. Uh, what, what's I think it's hard to. I think, I, could, I, I think it's absolutely hard to. Okay, now we're going to shift gears for another prediction. I'm going to ask a prediction from you on uh, entertainment this uh, this time. Sam, I, I need a prediction on who's going to win the Academy Awards this year. I couldn't tell you what is up for Academy Awards. Who is up for Academy Awards? I, I'm out of the loop there. I, I, am, I am as disengaged from Hollywood or celebrity as I've been in my entire life. I couldn't tell you what's up. I couldn't even tell I probably couldn't even name you ten movies that came out last year. No. And I don't even know who the stars are. I don't even know who's a celebrity any longer. Oh, I'm with you. I think I heard Jimmy Stewart died. I don't know who Jimmy Stewart is. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> Maybe I do, but off the top of my head, I don't know who Jimmy Stewart is. Oh, that's a lie. That's my Jimmy Stewart impression, by the way. Uh, no, I, I really have no idea uh, on who's going to win what or, or anything. I really have no idea. I think I might have told you, um, in between uh, my lack of care about um, superhero movies and uh, really disinterest in art house, art house films. I really, there's not too much to see in Hollywood. No, lots of remakes. Stuff I'm not thing. really interested. It's in. It's the same thing, really, on Broadway as well. You know, my, my wife and daughter are very much into musical theater, but when they're coming out things like SpongeBob SquarePants, the musical. <laughs> I, know, I know that there's a creative <laughs> void in the country. I think. Your thoughts on that? It's hard to argue with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and finally. The last prediction I'm going to ask out of you, Sam Clement, for today is what sectors, what economic sectors in the S&P 500 should perform the best in 2019? Don't you have to say some disclaimers around this? Well, we probably should. Understand that this is not necessarily (laughs) an offer to buy or sell securities, well, all that good stuff. This is also the opinions of Sam Clement as of this point in time and not necessarily those of Oakworth Capital Bank. It's... There you have it. That was perfect. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. 
I'm sticking with my guns. I'm sticking with tech. Sticking with tech? I think it's undervalued now. Mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, it, you see these companies at, at 220 yeah. maybe for Apple at, I mean, I'll even include Amazon and tech or kind of in that. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, they're, they're just getting cheap now, it seems like to me. I mean, there's nothing, nothing really changes in the fundamentals. Their financials still are good for the most part. I mean, we have worries of, mm-hmm. with Apple slowdown, but that was expected for the most part. But I'm, I'm sticking with tech. Well, there you have it. Uh, my prediction? Are you going to ask me my prediction? Yeah, what is your? Well, there you have it. Um, Sam, my prediction is less on economic sectors, whereas, you know, I've, I've been talking about staples a little bit here and maybe a little bit more healthcare. Uh, I think this, the, the, the stocks that will do the best particularly in the last six months of the year, if everything works out the way that we think it's going to work out or have predicted it to, will probably be large multinational corporations. And the reason why I say that, regardless of economic sector, the reason why I say that is, one, we'll figure out something with the trade trade war with the Chinese. That will help multinationals. Two, if we get the monetary policy that we have been discussing, the dollar will quit rallying like it has the last several years. Yeah. And if Brexit is the, no, is the non-event that I think it could be, the dollar will, again, not continue rallying the way it has, which means that the dollar is either going to you know, not go up at all this year or it's going to go down. I think it probably will sell off a little bit relative to the euro, maybe uh-huh. some other ones, which means that <clears throat> large multinational corporations are going to be able to translate their foreign earnings back into ever more U.S. dollar, yeah. uh, US dollars, which means that earnings should go up for yeah. those large multinationals. So maybe some of these tech companies that maybe are like, some of these so maybe tech we're on the same page a little bit. On the same page, maybe some staples. Yeah. Uh, you know, with a lot of our a lot of our staples company are, are multinational as well. So uh, it could be just one of those situations where we don't necessarily have one particular economic sector which outperforms just because of where we are in the economic cycle. Yeah. We could have just number of different economic cycles, I mean, ec- economic sectors outperforming because of the translation effect. Right, their exports and all that. So there you go. Well, guys, that's a lot of predictions that we've thrown at you uh, here today at Trading Perspectives. Taken with a grain of salt. So please take a lot of, maybe even a pound of salt. Mine, at least. <laughs> you take Sam's with a grain of salt. Take mine with a pound of salt. Some of us obviously mirthful, trying to have a little bit of fun, but there actually is some, uh, some thought process behind some of the other ones. Uh, but again, thanks for listening. We always love to hear from, our, uh, hear from you, so if you have any questions or comments, always let us know. You can send us an email to tradingperspectives at oakworthcapital.com, uh, or you can subscribe uh, to, uh, to us uh, and leave a review on the podcast outlet of your choice. If you like Trading Perspectives, please be sure to tell your friends, neighbors, and loved ones. If you don't like it, please be, uh, please be sure to tell your enemies and other people that you really just don't like that much. Just regardless, be sure that you tell someone about what we're doing here. If you're interested in hearing more of what we have to say or about Oakworth Capital in, in general, please be sure to go to oakworthcapital.com and uh, go underneath the Thought Leadership tab to see uh, our, com- our blog, Common Sense, as well as some other very interesting economic pieces. With, Sam, with that, Sam, do you have anything else? That's all I got. Man, fantastic. Everyone have a great time.